Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We've got a great one for you today. Today is the finale for season two, and we started off the season talking about 9-11, how it affected the entire country, and of course a big part of that um, is the sporting world. So today we're going to go back to the day before our lives were changed forever, September 10th, 2001, but also most importantly, September 10th on the calendar. Many big moments have happened um, you know, over the years on this day. So today we're going to talk about what happened specifically on September 11th of 2001, but also go down a journey to see what else went down over the years. So we'll start off with 2000, in the year 2000, um, Randy Johnson, the big unit, who actually has his birthday on this very day, which is why we're going to get kicked off with him. He turns 37 in the year 2000. On that day, he became the 12th player to reach the 3,000 strikeout plateau. He struck out 14 that day. And Randy Johnson, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, the Hall of Famer, with the perfect game to his name and many other accolades, he were to collect his 3,000th career strikeout. <clears throat> Fast forward to 2006. For the first time ever, Peyton Manning of the Indianapolis Colts were facing off against the New York Giants and little brother Eli Manning. Big brother Peyton was 25 of 41 for 276 yards and a touchdown that day, which would be enough for the Colts to beat Eli and the Giants 26 to 21. Another 11 years later, 2017, Aaron Judge becomes a second major league rookie with a 40 home run season. He hit two homers for the Yankees that day. And with Judge's American League best 40th home run, his first of the day was his 40th. Um, he joined 25-year-old Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, and Mickey Mantle as the only Yankees to ever hit 40 homers at 25 years or younger. Uh, remember those names because they are going to be important later in the show, <clears throat> including right now. 1962, Mickey Mantle, one of the above-mentioned Yankees. On this day in September 10th, 1962, Mickey Mantle would hit his 400th career home run. 1963, not a Yankee, but a St. Louis Cardinal, Stan Musial, hit a home run in his first at-bat. As a grandfather, believe it or not, Stan Musial in his final season of his career got the news that he had become a grandfather for the first time later that week. I don't know if it was the exact day or the next day or three days later, whatever it was, but I do know that his first at-bat in his next game stepped up to the plate, cranked one, and Gramps was on the board fast forward to 1989 Deion sanders returned his first career punt for a touchdown for the atlanta falcons and today's birthdays we will get into arnold palmer the all-time great golfer roger maris of the yankees joe newendijk I believe a former Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Jordan Stahl, we talked about last week. Ben Wallace, great basketball player. Paul Goldschmidt, an active baseball player, still 
killing it, I believe, in St. Louis. Uh, Neil Walker, the all-time Pittsburgh favorite, the hometown kid, as we called him. Joey Votto. And, like we said before, Randy Johnson. Now, let's talk about the actual day in 2001, the day before the terrorist attacks that changed our life. So, so actually, a couple days before, the Sunday before, so this would have been, I guess, September 9th, but Brett Favre had a big game the day before he beat the Lions. Um, I only include that because Brett Favre, if you follow the show, you should know he's my favorite football player of all time. So, Brett Favre, back in the day, already in 2000, they were asking, you know, Favre, he's had, you know, has been in the league eight or nine years. Does he still have what it takes? Is he starting to think about retirement? The joke was on them because he literally played another 12 years. He did retire a couple times before his final retirement. But even back in September 9th, 2000, sorry, in 2001, they already were starting to ask the question, does Brett Favre have what it takes? And obviously he would go on to prove year after year that he did. Also, uh, Barry Bonds had just passed Roger Maris, who we said had his birthday today. Barry Bonds just hit his 63rd home run of the season to have to gain the all-time record for most homers in a season. Roger Maris had the long-standing record of 262. Uh, what am I saying? 62 homers in a season was the record. Bonds would go on and smash it, and I believe hit 73 that year, which stands as the all-time record. Whether there's an asterisk or not, I'm not going to get into. Um, as well, going on in baseball, A-Rod was surging, and they were calling him the anti-Bonds, which I think is hilarious because, yes, obviously Barry Bonds was under all the speculation. He was you know, in the hot seat for being on steroids, blah, blah, blah. A-Rod was this clean shortstop from New York, from Texas, that everyone was, oh, A-Rod, he's the next coming. And he's clean. We've got nothing on him. Seemingly, he's he's doing it, you know, without the, without the roids. But as the reports would come out years later, and his suspension and his reputation, obviously, A Rod certainly was not the anti bonds. Um, as well, going on in baseball at the time, two thousand and one, September tenth, Roger Clemens was sitting with a season record of nineteen and one for the Yankees, and I don't remember ever seeing someone even now you know in the past 20 years to see someone 19 and 1 through 20 decisions Roger Clemens truly was one of the greatest pitchers of all time and actually it's like I said I didn't want to get into it too much but it it does definitely bum me out that guys like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame because of what they did for the game and they I mean, I challenge you to really say a better a better player at Barry Bonds or, or, you know, find me a better pitcher than Roger Clemens. He has the most Cy Young Awards, seven. He he, he did it all. 4,000 strikeouts. Just look at this. 19-1 and one in the year 2000, which he already was in the back half of his career. Amazing pitcher, the Rocket. And moving forward, um, one of the biggest stories – in the sports world on this day, September 10th, 2001, Danny Almonte, 
busted for being two years older than he actually claimed. He had led his Little League World Series, his Little League team to win the World Series. Um, he certainly was not the age that he had claimed. And his parents claimed they finally got the rock-solid proof that he actually was two years older than he was, which enabled him to strike out 62 of 70 batter, 72 batters that he faced in that competition. So Danny Almonte busted. He actually did not fit the age brackets that he was supposed to be. And in doing so, literally pitched perfectly throughout the World Series, and his team won the Little League World Series. Um, and one of the biggest stories going on at the time, Michael Jordan had just announced that he was actually going to come out of retirement again. Obviously, he had had the original retirement when he went to go play baseball. He came back, he won another three championships, and he retired from the Bulls again. And... He announced now he was going to come out of retirement. He broke the news to a Chicago reporter. And he actually came back and played for the Washington Wizards. Um, and one of my biggest takeaways from looking at the calendar day, whether it's over the years or just the actual, you know, 2001, September 10th, I just love seeing all the big-time names. Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, A-Rod. And guys in the league was, you know, especially um, um, look at how baseball heavy this day is. And it makes sense because in September, the hockey season hasn't really started. Football, maybe, like I said, you know, Brett Favre beat the Lions. It was like the first week of the season. Football hadn't, doesn't really have too many big time moments that have gone down on this day. It's really opening day. But baseball, it's in the sweat and in the crunch of coming to the playoffs the teams that are trying to prove that they're for real are in the middle of the hunt. And you see guys like Johnson, Clemens, Bonds, A-Rod, also in the league at the time was guys like David Ortiz, Todd Helton. I think Albert Pujols was already um, a rookie that year. And it just reminds me of a, of a time, you know, growing up, I was eight or nine at the time. I was nine. And just getting into you know and like i've said a couple times in the show baseball was mine and my brother's first love before hockey before football baseball because it's just it's just the most accessible to a kid i think like just the in and out we play little league baseball you know it's not like we were playing little league football or we weren't really even playing street hockey yet baseball was what it was we have a free moment we grab our mitts we go to the backyard we have a catch whatever it is and and baseball was just was the pinnacle and at that time period the guys like randy johnson roger clemens just you know ichiro there was vlad guerrero just it was such there were so many legendary names in the game and i felt like for the past few years up until maybe a year or two ago there was a chunk of time maybe from like 2000 and 14 to 2018 or so where i was kind of like wow the game doesn't really have those names with the pedigree like they had growing up like david ortiz retired ichiro's gone yadier molina's like at the i don't know how he's still playing sabathia's gone like all those guys are gone and all we really had it felt like to me it was like mike trout who's amazing don't get me wrong bryce harper what clayton kershaw and like 
who else really in the league? Like Altuve, yeah. There wasn't that core of like Johnson, Clemens, Bonds, A-Rod, Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro. Those guys were literally all Hall of Fame caliber players. Most of them at least went to the World Series. If not, they won one or multiple ones. Um, and I felt like there wasn't really a face of the game that was of this caliber. But all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, the past couple of years, we've got Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Vlad Jr., Shohei Otani, and and we've got Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, Jacob DeGrom, you know, Mookie Betts, Judge, Altuve, Correa. We've got it. I feel like we've got the resurgence, the you know, what baseball needed. They've got this core of absolutely thrilling players to to watch, to follow. They've got that perfect combination of like swag, but they've also got the stats to back it up. They've got the championships. And I feel like it's had a, a second coming from not obviously baseball is 150 years old, but like in my lifetime, we had that first push from like 2000, 2010 or 12, where like I fell in love with the Padre Rodriguez and all the guys who like are who I'm going to think about for the rest of my life when I think about baseball, those names from my childhood. And now like the next generation, so to speak, has these guys, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Tatis, Otani. These guys are, are massive. And, and it's just really exciting. It's really exciting to see it happen. And, and yeah, look, this season has had its ups and downs. I kind of took a big break, came back, but I feel like we finished strong. And look, I hope to bring the history back to the present with number crunching stats, highlights, keep the podcast going. It's been a great season. Thank you to everyone for listening. And hopefully we're going to go right into season three with a bang. And if you want to follow the show, as always, at IET podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, facebook.com slash IET podcast. Thank you so much. Peace out.